Now we're on. We're on. The electricity is going to be good to us today. <laughs> My yeah, it is. And I think it will be. You know, not only is the bill paid, I had to get a few cords up in here, man. That outlet was tripping for the whole weekend, but it's intact now. And we are back. The Sports Bag Bros podcast back at you after another weekend of so much that had been going on in the world of sports, period. Not only are they going on during the world of sports, but even in our comments, people are coming after us. Well, they come at the bias right now. They don't like his opinion. It's not even in our comments, though. He went to a DM on our Facebook page, and I asked him, why not comment on the video so the whole world can see? We'll that see. would have been the easy way. But 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 not when not when you're you're a D.I.C.K. writer, because you don't <laughs> want to show yourself to be an emotional D.I.C.K. writer like he is. And because people will call you out. And this way, he, he's semi anonymous. It's just between him and us. Well, right now, if anybody else had any issues, we always ask for combat, comments. We ask for feedback, et cetera, whether you agree, disagree, or whatever. If you keep it civil, it's all good. But if it falls off the rails, guess what? It's still all good. Because that's what happens in the world of sports talk. Hey, we, we, hey I, I, I bring this dude on. Let's go. Let's Breathe. get it. You know, come on. Come on. Let's go. We talk about having the conversation. That's part of the conversation. If you want a piece of it, come on. Do what you want. This is what this is an open forum. So this is a sports forum to so come up with. You think when you think you're an expert, or if you think that we're not experts, we don't have to be experts. We just have to have opinions, just like yours. It's just that when we have differing opinions, people can't ex they can't accept it. But let anyway. me just let me just share this little bit. I mentioned that Russell had a bunch of Hall of Famers he played with, because this guy's telling me Russell only averaged 19 points a game. And he still still beat Will. And I said, when Wilt had a squad, they set the record for the most wins in the, in the season. He, then he comes back. He says, a lot of guys say that about Russell, but they don't know that he played with Kuzi and this guy and this guy and this guy. And then later he played with Havacek and this guy and Heinsohn and blah, blah. So I mentioned he, he, has, he played with Hall of Famers. And what he do? Gave me a list of Hall of Famers. Case but close. you're telling me I don't know what I'm talking about? Fuck out of here. And by the way, this goes back to the previous video we made last week when we were talking about Michael Jordan and LeBron James in terms of greatness. Not necessarily who was better, who was greater, but, yo, just talking about their greatness, but it always leads to the same thing. And we'll get back into that at another time, if not later on today, or if someone else decides they want to come into the comments, whether through DM or on the page itself, we're there for you. And I just said, don't do it in DM, man. Do it so everybody can see. Yeah, don't, you know what? That's don't, what don't be like saying. a hermit hiding in the corner sending DMs. Come on, man. If you want the smoke, bring the smoke. Like Lamar Jackson did yesterday. <laughs> hey, Lamar Jackson brought the smoke. I know he's been getting some hell over the past, well, career, with the exception of him getting the MVP of the NFL. But now Lamar Jackson playing with the Baltimore Ravens, the team that I think you and I picked to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no, I, didn't. I, I picked, I picked the uh, Bengals. Oh, okay. Yeah, I picked Baltimore then, but they're going to eventually have to meet each other again sometime down the line as it stands right now. But Lamar Jackson showing up, and he proved one thing. Detroit may not be as elite as <laughs> I may have thought. He may not be as elite as most thought. This may I've be been saying it for weeks. I've been saying it for weeks, but hey, finally – 
if you keep saying it, eventually you're right. I guess uh, Baltimore, you know, man, Baltimore. It was a woodshed game. You don't you don't get a lot of woodshed games in the NFL like that. You know, you get teams that win by 13, 17 points sometimes. But it was twenty eight zip at the half. They yeah. made him look like the Denver Broncos. Yeah, but when you drop get seventy drop in you like Miami did to the Denver Broncos, people still remember that this season. But you know what? I said Detroit was going to be better. I think they're a good team. I never said anything about great. We have to find out. There's still more for them, at least. Some people did. Some people did. I know. I didn't even hear that part about you. Were Stephen A. Stephen a. Smith, Smith had him number team. one. Stephen A. Smith had him number one last week. No, his, I would have done that. Five NFL teams. Yo, Stephen A., come on, man. You know better than that. Stephen A. has enough goodwill and credibility over all these years of ranting and raving as he's done and shown some knowledge most times that he could get away with something like that. He could say that. He doesn't need the clicks. He doesn't need the views. Yeah, but I mean, him anyway. with the 49ers out there, you know, I know, they had a bad weekend, but come on, man. They, they didn't lose like they, like the Lions lost. <laughs> I was in Philly over these Lions. I mean, going right. to exactly. game, I picked, Philly. I picked Philly. Baltimore on Thursday over the Lions, so it wasn't like it was a surprise. Now, the score was a surprise because it was a beatdown, a woodshed moment. And I wasn't expecting that. But Lamar Jackson, just as important, showed that he can't get the job done once again, passing the ball, not necessarily running around like most people think. 357 yards passing, three touchdowns, and his signature running for a touchdown as well. Four total touchdowns for them during this woodshed moment for the Detroit Lions. And Jared Goff, I never thought a lot about him to begin with, but I'm not going to throw too much shade on him right now. He had just as bad a day because as he went, Detroit went. He went to hell yesterday. Detroit went with him. Right. I think you have to give a lot of uh, credit to the offensive line. They protected Jackson pretty well for the most part. I mean, very well for the most part, most of that game. On a couple of uh, plays, he had he held the ball over six seconds. He was able to move around the pocket, scramble a little bit, and find open receivers. One, but he had, I think it was 9.2 or 9.8 seconds before yeah. he threw. Yeah. Um, the film session, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he found his receiver in the end zone. Um, the Ravens probably played their best game of the season, it all clicked yesterday. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. If they play like that, they can beat anybody, yeah. Right now, I think they are the best team, obviously, in the AFC North. The Steelers got their win yesterday, but I'm still not sold on Kenny Pickett yet, a player who I thought would take that next step in his second year. Because now the onus is on a lot of quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, to kind of get it together fast because there are younger quarterbacks like a Trevor Lawrence who hasn't played up to it in his third season now, but in his second year, did what he had done, gotten the Jaguars to uh, just within the Super Bowl. You know, he got them into the playoffs within the Super Bowl and now in his third year, kind of cruise controlling it, but the rest of the team winning, it is a team game. But yeah, Baltimore, I think the top team in the AMC right now because the other top team I thought for a second – uh, not necessarily the other top team. Among top teams, the Dolphins, they lost, and they lost in Philly 31-17. Um, are the Dolphins as good as everyone thought in the beginning? Or that Denver game just blew everything out of whack and people just jumped on the bandwagon yeah. of the stats? Well, I asked on, on the page today, are they overrated? Because the two teams they played that are pretty good handled them pretty easily. Um, although last night they did have a chance to, to tie the game at one point, but two or two with the interception. I don't know if that was a mistake on one of the receivers' parts because there was two guys in the same area. 
But whatever the case may be, they lost by 14. And Buffalo handled them a few weeks ago. And if you look at their victories, it's the Panthers, the, the uh, almost said Nuggets, the Broncos. Um, so maybe they just look really good against bad teams and they're not actually up in that upper echelon of, of top teams. I think that's exactly what it is. They're looking good against the <clears throat> mediocre teams, less than mediocre for that matter. I think the teams that they've beaten, I think they all average about two wins apiece with the Carolina Panthers being the exception. They haven't won a damn thing yet and have a rookie quarterback. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they're playing against these bad teams and they're winning games and blowing teams out. But when they play the two premier teams that are on their record, record so far this season, well, they lose the game. And they do have chances. But the bottom line is you want to see the W at the end of the game, not just a close game, just to say, you know what, we're up there with them. And Tua, <clears> not <throat> having the game that Tua would typically have, 216 yards, his one touchdown and the interception you mentioned. And then Tyreek Hill, well, as goes Tua, as goes Tyreek Hill and vice versa. Tyreek they Hill. did a good job on Tyreek. Yeah, and they, they kept going to him. He caught it 11 times for 88 yards. He was targeted 15 times. That means, you know, you would like to think a quarterback like Tua will be able to spread it around. Well, that obviously tells me that when you're <clears> trying to target a player 15 times, I mean, he might as well be a running back touching the ball that often, that you're looking at this one guy to make the play all the time when you have the other players around you who could help. But also, Devon A-Chain, not there. And True. his huge impact, Josh Pacari catching out of the backfield. Raheem Mostert couldn't get it done yesterday in terms of the running and the big yards that you were getting per yards per carry, and we see the result. That's true, but if I told you uh, the Cheetah was going to have 11 catches Sunday Sunday night, how many yards do you think he'd have? Yeah, what? yard game. <laughs> yeah, so, but for him to only have 88, uh, the, the Eagles did a tremendous job on him, you know, holding him to eight yards of carry, I mean, eight, eight yards of catch. So you got to give that Eagles defense credit. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a complete team, man. The Eagles, uh, it's not a foregone conclusion that the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl, you know. No, I don't think so because the NFC is pretty tough this year. The AMC obviously I think is, is more competitive at least, you know, top heavy and competitive from top to bottom. But, yeah, of course you're not going to look past the Philadelphia Eagles. They just represented the NFC last season. They hadn't lost too much of anything from that team. I believe Javon Hargraves is the biggest thing they lost in the defensive tackle spot. Now he's in San Francisco. They're still getting after the quarterback. And they harassed Tua yesterday. Getting Hassan after the Riddick. Hassan Riddick. Yeah, I mean, they, it's – it's you know what? Now you have Philadelphia. They're in the NFC East. There isn't anything really there outside of what the Dallas Cowboys may, may, may be some kind of a threat. The Giants, they just aren't that good. It's just that the commanders are just that bad too. So you just have really two teams battling it out with that team with the Philadelphia Eagles being the premier team in the division. So I don't see them having too many problems winning the division so they can easily be back to where they were, but they're going to have to go through San Francisco or San Francisco is going to have to go so. through Philly. They're going to have to collide at some point in order to get to a Super Bowl. I believe at this point, even with for the 49ers having lost last week, Christian McCaffrey's playing tonight in the Monday night game against Minnesota. Minnesota, it looks like a foregone conclusion. Monday night football isn't as big as it once was in terms of all eyeballs on them. If you're a diehard football fan or just a football fan, you there's game seven tonight. Yeah, and there's game seven in baseball tonight. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. But nevertheless, 
Um, those two teams, Philadelphia and I think the 49ers on the NFC side are the two teams, you know, as we see right now. And I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, – I'm not going to say there's not a close second or a close third for that matter because those are the top two. But you know what? We'll get back to a little bit of the NFL in a moment because we don't want to get lost because there was some college football played this past weekend. And one of the surprising games, if not the most surprising game, was the North Carolina Tar Heels losing at home to Virginia. And I'll preface this by saying, you know, I don't know, for some reason, Virginia always gives North Carolina problems the same way North Carolina gives Miami problems. It's Virginia and Georgia Tech. I don't know if it's, it's because of the border deal going on, you know, uh, Virginia being just north of North Carolina, Georgia just being a few, you know, a few states, a couple of states south of North Carolina. It's just that those two teams just give them problems even when they're a good team. And you have a one in five team in Virginia who beats this North Carolina team. It was insane. And there's nothing much more to say about it other than they're dropping out of the rankings, which they should because of it. They dropped all the way out of the top 25? Well, not out of the top 25. I mean, oh, I was gonna say, wow. They should in the usual drop four, five, six uh, spots. They need to drop all of those little spots. Maybe. You can stay in the top 25 because it's just one game. But yeah, man, that's, that's a bad loss. Oh, terrible. Um, I didn't see it. I was very surprised. Uh, maybe it's just a lingering after effect of having to play the Hurricanes. You know, as often as they <laughs> as often as they beat the Hurricanes, I thought it would just be routine for them to beat the Canes and then move on to the next game. But they do have issues with Virginia. When Virginia was a solid team, Virginia now isn't so solid, and they're still having a problem with them. In this case, losing at home when I believe this was North Carolina's best opportunity to continue moving up in an ACC with their clash against Florida State ultimately happening that you would think that this is the last time I saw a North Carolina this good since, well, the first time, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, God, I'm about to say Butch, Butch Davis, but it's not Butch Davis. Uh, Matt Brown has been in North Carolina because the first time he was there, remember when he had Ebenezer Ekubon and Julius Peppers, those guys, you know, he, he had scenes back then that were excellent. Now I thought this was heading in the same direction. They lose this game to Virginia. A bad look, but a better look because Miami wins and it, they get their first ACC win, by the way, and shouldn't have been that way. They should be 2-1. Nevertheless, it happened in the ACC. Florida State rules the roost right now. Did Drake May have an off night? Well, yeah, he had an off night because the rest of the team lost. I can't remember his numbers specifically, but yeah. And I thought I saw a highlight where maybe they were trying to come back at the end and he threw a ball like five yards out of bounds and <laughs> the receiver was open. But I guess when you talk about a college football game, like when you talk about a college game like that, you, you're not expecting Virginia to even be in the ballpark based on the North Carolina team that we've seen so far this year. You know, we watched them play against an SET team in the beginning of the year. They played against uh, South Carolina. South Carolina turns out mm, not to be that good anymore. I mean, <laughs> man, they just aren't that good this year. But I thought I thought uh, much more would happen with North Carolina, and it was happening. I don't want to call this a fluke because it takes away what Virginia had done. But God, no one expected this. I mean, the odds show you that the, you know, the over/under showed you that they should get blown out, and, and they just did it. Yeah, I don't know who they got next. Uh, let me see. And by the way, Drake May did have three hundred forty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. So you know, yeah. the numbers could be misleading. Not really an off night. Yeah, not necessarily an off night. It could have been garbage time. But bottom line is, he should have never been behind that far to begin with. That's but true. North, but North Carolina. You know, the next game, I believe, is uh, they're playing Georgia Tech. <laughs> Speaking of a devil, 
Georgia Tech. So another team that can be a pain in the butt, if nothing else, because of the triple option. But either way, that's that's what happened with North Carolina. And um, another game that was played in college, you know, because we're going to keep up with the college talk, Alabama and Tennessee. That's a game I thought Tennessee was going to win. You know, I, I think I picked that last Thursday for Tennessee to pull it off. Well, two weeks in a row I've been wrong. I'm not going to just keep picking against Alabama. What the hell is it? These are teams I think that can beat them. And with the quarterback situation being what it is in Alabama, well, it looks like that's a possibility. It's just that their defense is that damn good. And now Trey Burton, their receiver, transferred from Georgia, turning out to be that damn good, a little emotional that may cost a, a flag one day, but he's showing up and he's, he's doing well and he, he had a lot to do with the win. Kentucky, well, I mean, Tennessee was up at halftime, I think 20 to yeah. 6. Loses 34 to 20. <laughs> you got to give Bama, Bama a lot of credit. Oh, right? well, absolutely. No question. They could have they packed it in and just take, taken an L, but they fought back. And you got to give that defense credit. They didn't give up any more scores. Plus, the offense came back and put up 24 points, right? Yeah. Just um, or just... however many points. Um, it, it, when I saw the score, I was like, damn, Bama's struggling. And then next time I saw the score, I'm like, Bama's got the lead. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, you just got to tip your cap to Saban and his team, man. They they fall back. And one thing you can't call them is front runners. Oh, nah, nah, nah. Because you know what? They're learning They're learning a little bit about being front runners or not being front runners because Alabama in the past, I think even the past being last season or even the season before, if they lost a game or if they won a game, if they were out of contention, at least in the, out of the top 10, they would jump up four or five spots. This season, they've been going up just one game. And then I think one week they didn't move at all. So now they moved up two spots. Now from 11 to nine, they're back in the top 10. You know, the trajectory is good for them to get themselves into, you know, into the uh, the playoffs when it happens. So I, I'm not going to say nothing against that because mm -hmm. I still don't completely believe in Georgia right now with their quarterback situation, not being what it should be with Carson Beck starting. And now Brock Bowers out with his ankle injury, just having surgery on a high ankle sprain. You know, that's it's good. a lot's going to be desired coming even this Saturday against the Gators at the, in the cocktail party. But yeah, Alabama's defense definitely rules the rules. The running game is solid. The wide receiver, Trey Burton's definitely the guy on that team if you want to get things done. Jalen Moreau, giving him some credit now. You look at the numbers at the end of the day, but you look a little deeper into the numbers and you watch him play. You see he's going for the big play all the time and his athletes just are just better most times than the next team's athletes and they're making the play. How far did, did Penn State fall? Uh, I think they're at number 11 now. And wow, I, believe they should, 10, huh? I believe the reason why Penn State fell is because everybody in front of them, um, you know, won. And I think it would have been a disservice, I guess, for those teams to win. And then that losing Penn State team, even though it was close, very close, for them to lose and still, you know, just fall two or three spots. That happens <laughs> in the SEC, though, when Alabama and Georgia play one another and the team loses and some team just falls one spot, maybe two spots because it was a close yeah. game. The same respect wasn't given here. Yeah, but those teams, those teams in the top ten with losses, did they lose to to Ohio State, the number three, number fourteen? No, no, no. So never. I don't, I don't, I don't see why Penn State fell all the way to eleven. But exactly. Whatever. It doesn't matter right now anyway. Yeah, right now, it doesn't really matter. And you know, going into that game, you want to talk about it, is the Ohio State playing Penn State a very close game? Marvin Harrison Jr. doing what he does, getting his yards as he does, one hundred sixty-two yards. 
for him, that's fairly pedestrian. But when you look at the magnitude of the game and you see the team he played against, I mean, Penn State is that good. I've already gone on record here and personally with people who are SEC shills telling them that the top three teams in the Big Ten this year, it's not all the time. You got to kind of put that out there because they just start flipping. They're better. Their top three teams are better than the SEC's top three teams. The Penn State, Michigan, and, and uh, Ohio State are better than LSU, Alabama, and Georgia, in my opinion, right now as it stands. And I think if they played in the round robin, I think the Big Ten would win. Now, and I think even for the entire conference, for that matter, because the SEC just isn't that great this year. And even a, a Rutgers team that's six and two right now is playing well in the Big Ten. But anyways. That yeah. might be true, but what do you think about uh, possible sanctions coming against Michigan? Now, because <laughs> there's word in Chicago. Now, word in Chicago, he's the next Bears quarterback. I was about to say that. Coach, what am I saying? Quarter, might be quarterback too. <laughs> but you know Sorry, what? Coach. You mentioned it last week, though. You said that he was looking at that job. I didn't hear anything about it. And now you're saying, you know, being in that area, you can get a lot more of it than I'll get down here, that he's probably looking at that job. <laughs> If, he, if he's sending out the message, is it because he knows what's coming? Well, it seems a lot like Pete Carroll over here when things were going down at USC. He just went to the Seattle Seahawks when things started falling apart and everything just happened after he left and everybody got suspended and everything came out of the woodwork. But with, um, with Jim Harbaugh, it looks like there's some real issues here. And just as important – now, as it's continuing to unfold, you know, we already saw at the beginning of the year, he was suspended along, I believe, with his defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, was suspended in the beginning of the year, and he was going for three games, and you know, they still were able to win those games. But now you hear that a Michigan staffer, Connor Stallions, was now caught with 11 Big Ten tickets, different games that he's gone to, <laughs> and they have evidence. See, and to me, it, and I've seen a lot of this on social media, it's called scouting. I don't see what's wrong with it. But you know what? I guess there's some type of integrity. I guess you can't really tell now because it would be scouting, going to the game, looking at the team. But I think when you go to the game to look at the sideline for the signals, that's probably the scouting you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, they're going to have to prove that. So when you but go to You know, back in the day, Barry Switzer sent people to Tom Osborne's practices. Oh, well, you know, Barry Switzer, though. <laughs> back then, you know, back then, though, Barry Switzer's second team was like All-American because they had so many scholarships and top players. You know, I don't even know why he had to do it anytime. Well, between them, yeah. But with other big eight teams from back then, now, you know, you get 77-0 against Missouri because you didn't have to do that. You know, you didn't have to watch film that week. You might have had a buy and just showed up for the game. Yeah, but now things are looking pretty bad for Harbaugh because of that. He had the issues in the beginning of the season. And now more the lies. And I thought it was basic BS. You know, I, well, I didn't go visit a kid during COVID a dead period. You know, I know the reason. Yeah, he got punished for the lie. Yeah, he got punished for the lie. Now something more egregious is coming. And, and you would like, well, would think that the more things continue to unfold, the more you're going to hear about other things that may have happened. Right now, 11 tickets to big team <clears> games <throat> so you can sit on the sidelines or sit in the stands and watch coaches instead of players. So you know which plays are coming in or kind of get everything together and put it all in sync so you can see what's familiar, what is it, and which play comes out because of it. Yo, hey, yeah, so I, I just don't know how I just don't know how easy that is to prove. It, you know what? You can just say, Man, I love I love football. I got these tickets because I love football. 
Well, he's a, he's a, a currently suspended Michigan staffer. <laughs> so he loved football so much, he got away from the team. So, man, it's just a bad look for him. But Michigan yeah. still took on Michigan State. We already knew about Michigan State and how they're in the news. With I Michigan. don't think the Spartans, man. 49 to nothing. I mean, pfft. I mean, what more to say? We know about the Mel Tucker issue. We know about people decommitting from um, Michigan State football-wise as far as high school recruits go. 49 nothing. They were held to 182 total yards. That's, I mean, why even show up? This is supposed to be a rivalry. I guess it's a rivalry when Michigan says we want to have a rivalry. I think they didn't say it last Saturday. They just played and got their other win and just moved on. But yeah, yeah they, Michigan, got, they got beat down like a little brother. Yeah, yeah, a, a bad little brother at that. And just don't tell mom or dad about that one. You know, they're gonna find <laughs> anyway when they see the lumps and bruises. But, I know already how the narrative is going to play out, regardless if something is found out or not, if there's a real investigation or not. Anytime Michigan wins, especially if they beat an SEC team, it's going to be, well, they were cheaters anyway. There doesn't have to be proof these days. It just has to be said. So and if Michigan, if nothing's really proven and Michigan continues to win, people are going to say that, especially the teams that they beat, specifically from the SEC, because the SEC believes they shouldn't get beat, get beat by anybody outside of the SEC. That's just how it is, you know, the shield and all oh, that. Oh, I, I just thought of something. Did you notice on Lamar Jackson's uh, running touchdown yesterday, the lineman who blocked the dude out of the end zone? It reminded me of the blind side, Big Mike's, big Mike's block. Big Mike. <laughs> just keep yeah, on going like, Yo, he's doing a Big Mike out of him. Homeboy, he got blocked out of the screen. That's the road grader. <laughs> That's what you call the road graders, man. Those big <clears> dudes. And, hey, you know, we talk about the Big Ten. We talk about the SEC. Well, the Big 12 also playing football as well. Texas had to come from behind or had to really struggle to beat Houston. And on uh, top of that, Quinn Ewers is out for a few weeks, if not indefinitely, because of an AC joint injury. So now if they still win the game. He threw for a bunch of yards, but he's out. That's the leader of that offense. You know, you can put whoever you want in there right now. They're not caught up to speed. It'll be like preseason for them trying to get up to speed for however much they can, you know, in between time. And I know people are going to talk about Arch Manning coming in. You don't understand. Freshmen are not ready for college ball, especially this time of the year. And he can't get past Malik Murphy first, who's already been there, knows the playbook to a degree. He's going to get his opportunity first. But yeah, but there have been some freshmen who've come on and performed well. True freshman. You know, Tom, Tommy Frazier, true freshman to true freshman. Yeah, but you know what? You'll have, especially now, too, because I think the high school. He's got the the Manning pedigree. If anything, he's probably been watching films since he was two years old. Yeah, but I'll go back to when Tennessee had Peyton Manning. I remember Peyton Manning when he was in high school in his first year at Tennessee. And I remember, I believe it was Jerry Colquitt who had gotten injured in the game against, I believe, UCLA. It might have been UCLA. And the two freshman quarterback, true freshman quarterback, obviously, Peyton Manning was the number one guy in the country that year, but Todd Helton was also the quarterback. And to me, Todd Helton looked better than Peyton Manning for the time they were out there struggling. <laughs> they were out there struggling as true freshmen. <clears throat> Todd Helton, in my opinion, had the better athleticism, had the stronger arm, and he was doing better than Peyton Manning. Next thing you know, I see Peyton Manning more than I saw Todd Helton, but only because Todd Helton decided to play baseball. And as you know, maybe the greatest <laughs> Colorado Rocky ever for what that's worth. And <laughs> play the way. 
Man, they yeah. both might have lost their job to T. Martin if he had come along earlier. Man, imagine that. T. Martin. <laughs> T. Martin was behind Peyton Manning because the year Peyton Manning left, the next year T. Martin won a championship. Right. You know what? Well, wasn't he a sophomore? I mean, he was still young. Yeah. Well, let me see. I think he was a sophomore junior. I think. I think he was a junior the year that Peyton Manning left. Uh, I think, yeah, he was a junior. So when he, but either way, you know, he, he still won a championship. Peyton Manning couldn't couldn't beat Florida and all that stuff. Yeah, he couldn't beat Florida. Nah. And then T. Mark comes in, goes undefeated, but then he still had Jamal Lewis as a running back, Joey Kidd as a receiver, Peerless Price as a receiver. He had some hell of five players out there. Uh, Joey who? I thought different name last name. What was oh, that guy's right? name? You said Peerless Price. I said Peerless Price. Price. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And then I think there was I think Leonard Little was on the defense. Yeah, yeah, they had some. They had a, bro, that was a stacked team. Now, if only Peyton Manning came back, either way, ended up winning that championship. But as I was saying about true freshman quarterbacks, how hard it is to transition to that Division One A, not only Division One A football, but on the highest levels of Division One A, SEC football, Big Ten football, Big Twelve football, still high levels of at this late in the season. You know, Chris Leak threw the best, still to this day, the best high school pass I've ever seen coming out of Independence, North Carolina. Gatorade played the year two or three times. And he comes to Florida, looks okay. Surprisingly looked just okay. I thought I was expecting more, you know, in his freshman year. But either way, that's that's what kind of uh, is going down in Texas. They're having their own struggles because Oklahoma struggled too, just as much with UCF. Yeah, I was – I saw the game breaks, and then I got caught up doing something. And then I was like, oh, hold up. Oklahoma was losing. Texas was losing. So I checked the scores, and I saw they came back and won. I was like, man, they, they lucked out because it didn't look good for them for a while. No, it didn't look good for them. And this is the age of the transfer portal. I shouldn't say they lucked out. I mean, they, they earned the victory. Well, you I'm know what? They, they, they had to fight for it. I think they lucked out in another way because Dylan Gabriel – Played for UCF just last season, the past three years. He transferred to Oklahoma. So, yeah, I think that's a bit of luck <laughs> right there <laughs> for him to be the guy throwing the football and having the game that he had. So, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma did struggle against UCF, man. But, yeah, the, the age of the transfer portal where the team, the player that was chosen your team last year, it's kind of like a Sam Hartman deal. Played all those years with Wake Forest, mm -hmm. Notre Dame. So, Wake Forest never played Notre Dame. You know, the familiarity and all that kind of thing. But, yeah, that's what you're getting here. Mm -hmm. That makes me think of Dable Sweeney. Uh, he threw his quarterback under the under the bus because uh, he got sacked on that last play, saying he was he should have handed the ball off or that was the call to hand it off or whatever. Um, think, man, that that might be the case, but you don't throw your quarterback under the bus. That that dude's have he's got a lot of problems, man. Oh yeah, he been he having does, some days lately. He, he doesn't want to adjust to the times. He's throwing his quarterback under the bus. That that dude, I don't know, man. You got to look in the mirror, sir. Yeah, I like Dabo Sweeney. I've always have, man. You know, I like his story. I remember, they, you know, I, I mean, if you look at the roster, he was on that national championship team roster of 1992 that beat the Miami Hurricanes in the Sugar Bowl as a walk-on and all that stuff. He's going through the ranks of being coaches, and now he's head coaching at Clemson. Yeah, he doesn't. His ego, I think, is in the way. He doesn't want to do what everyone else seems to do, go into the transfer portal to better his team. He wants to be the one to say, look, I'm the only one loyal to my players that I when I recruit. You know, he wants to be the one to say that when other coaches say, you know, I got 75 guys out of the transfer portal, <laughs> like Deion Sanders. <laughs> but 
whatever, man. They lost the game. They lost to the Kings for that matter in a very good game. I mean, I, 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 man, I, man. I, I was watching, I tuned in, um, I tuned in late. It was already overtime. I was like, man, come on, Kings. You can't lose three in a row. I, mean, I, was, I was cheering for him like that was my squad. No, no, I was, I was happy they came, they pulled it out. Man, that defense was able to get after him. That damn Ruben Bain, a first rounder waiting to happen, top 10 pick. If he doesn't get not, if Ruben Bain doesn't get hurt, I heard so many stories about him during the preseason, you know, when just coming up and just wrecking havoc. Now they turn him loose and he's just out there getting it. They can't, I watched him individually so many times and they just can't do anything with this kid. Man, if he could just keep it up. Because, um, you know, Miami's going to need that, especially going into Florida State. Because Florida State, even though they had their early issues with Duke, they were still able to do what Florida State does. And I think people can't compartmentalize what's going on with Duke. They look at that Duke name and they look at the time of year it is. They're looking for basketball. No, this Duke team is actually good this year. Very good for that matter. Yeah, I was worried about that game too. I saw Duke had the lead early. I was like, no, come on, man. <laughs> and, and Duke is for real. I mean, I mean Duke back. is for real and Florida State is for real. People are claiming Florida State should have dropped out of the top four, top five because they had a struggle against Duke. No, Duke is really that good. Florida State did ultimately, when you look at the final score, they did what they're supposed to have done earlier. But Florida State is legit now. I mean, I didn't think they weren't legit. I saw the Boston College game when I was kind of thinking twice. But they did. Florida State is a lot like Florida State from the past. And Miami's going to have their work cut out for them. And I'm hoping that the, the element of that big-time rivalry they used to have in the 90s and you know, the 90s and the early 2000s kind of relives itself. And they can put up a better game against Florida State in Tallahassee on the 11th when we go to that game. And Miami, I mean, played very well. And they had a true freshman quarterback. Now, imagine if well, Tyler, right, man. If Tyler right, Van Dyke was in there. It could have been worse, but a true freshman beat them. I mean, Emory Williams, I'm surprised because they didn't. They did not keep his red shirt. He burned his red shirt and was able to play. Ja'Cory Brown, who was there last year, I mean, uh, well, this year, I thought he was going to get his opportunity, and they redshirted him. And I remember earlier this year, he was talking about being redshirted, and he's like, yep, but I'm coming like Santa Claus. Bro, I think he might be going to the transfer portal because we know how kids are these days. And um, I didn't see him celebrate a lot on the sidelines either after the plays were made, the way most quarterbacks would. But anyways, um, Emory Williams showed up, and Jakari Brown may just end up in transfer portal because of it. And on top of that, by the way, just a little bit of recruiting news, Armando Blount, a defensive end, Miami Central High School. You know, if anybody here in the state of Florida or you just watch big-time high school ball, Miami Central, my boy Hank went there from back, ran track and played football. But either way, Number one of the best defensive ends in the entire country, five star, decommitted from Miami, and now is going to Florida State. Wow! Because Mario Cristobal, if he couldn't coach a lick, recruiting was still the thing that he had done better than most people on the planet, and he could not keep Armando Blount. And Armando Blount, if you don't know, his father Legarrett Blount played in the NFL. Remember the Oregon player that hit the Boise State players ago? That guy. So um, his son, an absolute beast. It is a loss. I can't even fake that it doesn't bother me. It bothers me, but I've seen it so Especially long. Especially to Florida State. Oh, for Florida State's happy as hell about it. Oh, the Florida State, when you lose. But I'm saying that's why it hurts a little more. Yeah, if, if he goes to Florida State or even Florida, if you're here in the state of Florida and a Canes fan, you don't like it, and period. But that's what's happening right now. And um, in FSU, as I said, they handled the Duke. Duke was trying to be tough. Florida State showed. 
game for the long long haul with North Carolina losing as they've done. Florida State is that premier team in the ACC right now because even as a Canes fan, I know we aren't. Mm -hmm. And to beat the man, you got to beat the man. They are the man, and the opportunity will be there to beat them. And there's another game in college I wanted to talk about, and not because the teams are good, but because of the circumstances involved, and that's Arkansas. They lost to Mississippi State 73. <laughs> that's it, a college football game. It wasn't baseball. And Dan Enos got fired. He's the offensive coordinator, and if you remember him from college, he played at Michigan State years ago as their quarterback. He, I think he was there with, uh, uh, what, uh, let me see, it was a, a Blake Ezor played running back there. Uh, right before Tico Duck and all that. But anyway, um, he ended up playing over there and um, becoming an offensive coordinator at Arkansas. Uh, Kendall Bryles left Arkansas, and Enos comes in, doesn't do anything special, and the numbers have been going down more and more. But after a 7-3 game in the SEC, I know it's known for defense, but, bro, we brought you in here to do some offense, man. He didn't do it. His offense was offensive. He got fired before <laughs> because of it. So, yeah, so – that, now, that's about what I expected out of the Bears and Raiders yesterday. Oh, 30 you know 12, what? I, I did not see coming. You know what, though? You had a battle of the number twos. So, what do you think about your number two quarterback, Bajan? So, he didn't set the world on fire, but I did like what I saw. He gets rid of the ball, he makes good decisions, and he shows some leadership early in the game. Uh, I think the fullback or the the halfback dropped the pass. It would have been the first first down. Mm -hmm. And he went over to him, put his hand on his helmet. You can see him saying, like, shake it off, shake it off. Come on, we'll get him next time or whatever. And for a guy making his uh, NFL debut, that that's big time. I mean, that's, that's strong leadership from, from a young quarterback. And not to disparage Justin Fields, I can't ever remember him doing anything like that. Yeah, and look at he came out of a small college in West Virginia, I believe Shepherd College. Small, mm -hmm. small college. But in any event, do you see if this continues that the Bears may start thinking like the 49ers when they had their top pick and thinking, hmm, this guy here a little bit of a Josh Purdy in him. I think we could get rid of our guy now because he's showing some promise. Well, Ibrafus put that to bed after the game. He said Justin Fields is still our quarterback. But as Chicago Bears fans know all too well that sounds way too familiar to Mr. Trubisky is still our quarterback that's what <laughs> Matt Nagy used to say every week we wanted him out we wanted him replaced Mr. Trubisky is still our quarterback um we'll we'll see how if Justin Fields comes back next week or if Bajan is in there we'll see can he follow it up with another good performance but I think they got to battle it out in in practice because I liked what I saw out of Bajan he, like I said, he got rid of the ball. He reached defenses. Uh, he even showed a little bit of a niftiness. He ran for the first down. Now, he's not Justin Fields, not going to take it to the house or break yeah. ankles, but he did show enough mobility to be effective. So, um, I, like I said, I haven't heard what Justin Fields' status is. Um, it's only Monday, but I still expect Bajan to play because he had a dislocated thumb. And yeah. they haven't shared the extent to his injury, but they're saying they're they're having to squeeze squeeze the ball, see how his strength is, how hard he, or how well he can hold on to the ball. So we'll see. But you know you have to be concerned with him being a running quarterback. They're gonna be slapping at his hand. Yep. 
So I think Bage is in there for at least another week or two. Yeah, and anytime a coach has to tell someone that this is our guy after you know the other guy had a decent enough performance and a win, which aren't coming too often right now at least, you know, he has to keep on going by what happens because the wins keeps coming. The wins keep on coming. <clears throat> I mean, it happened in 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 Dallas with Dak with Dak uh, Prescott and um, Mills. You know, with a guy like Mills, you still want a man. Dak gonna still be the guy. You kept seeing the wins coming. You're like, man, you might not be the guy. So right now, with Justin Fields, even though he was an early draft pick, if you can continue to get wins and the young quarterback can get more inspiration and inspire his team. It may be all they need to, you know, to make a decision, not right now, but to reevaluate things even at season's end, depending on what happens. I mean, you you have more of a traditional quarterback, which still works in the NFL. You said he's nifty. Well, you know what? You could be a little nifty and a lot cerebral and still be able to get the job done in the NFL. And um, if he's doing right, that, right now, the wins is what matters. That's it. There, there was one play where he scrambled. I'm not going to say he looked like Mahomes, but – it was like a, a replay of things of, of of what Mahomes does. He rode out to the right, hit the guy right on the sideline for the first first down completion. It was he threw a he threw a dart right on the money. Um, yeah, and Justin Justin Fields has better arm talent, mm -hmm. and sometimes he does throw dimes. But uh, I just saw a little bit more from Bajan compared to what Justin Fields was showing. And the more first-team snaps he gets in practice and the more time he gets to play on the field, and at the same time, the more film opposing teams get of him to find out his weaknesses and strengths, you know, you'll get to see what kind of a quarterback he's going to turn out to be. Maybe he'll get so far ahead of the curve to where it won't matter as much and he can show enough to where <clears> there's a real competition going on between the two. And you might be able to decide on a quarterback and settle with it and grow with that one quarterback when the opportunity comes. Hey, yeah, I know people are saying – saying pump the brakes, it was the Raiders. But it's also the eye test. I've been watching Justin Fields. Yeah. He holds on to the ball. What We've mentioned it uh, several times on our podcast. And one thing Bajan does not do is hold on to the ball. He was 21 out of 29, I think, 180 yards. Like I said, he didn't light the house on fire. It wasn't a great game, but it was efficient. Uh, they moved the sticks when they needed to. And I mean, he he managed the game. Now, if they were losing twenty to thirteen, could it lead a late late uh, comeback? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But as far as uh, technique and, and fundamentals, I like Bajans compared to to Justin Fields. You know, a lot of these running quarterbacks do hang on to the ball for a while because almost the first time that you know, the first inclination is to run the ball as soon as they don't get their first read. You don't see them, at least in the early going, kind of reading the defenses and making their decision based off of that to run because most times you read the defense, you're kind of looking to pass. They're still running, because, and that leads them to hold on to the ball longer. You get the true passes in there, and they're making the decisions. Even if it's a bad decision, the ball's still out of their hand. It may be into the other team's hands, but they're getting rid of the ball. So, you know, there's, there's something to see here. And we'll find out, I guess, with the Bears, with the Bears as they. I'm going to check and see if Chase Daniel breaks down his film like he did Justin Fields. See what Chase has to say. You know, hey, I can listen to a quarterback break down quarterbacks, especially you know, I was just talking about it the other day of how typically great players hadn't become great coaches, at least even basketball wise. You know, Larry Bird is probably an exception, but we remember when Magic Johnson was coaching in L.A., things weren't great there. You had to give him a talk show. 
So they are many. You know, Doc Rivers is a solid play, but no super superstar play that's out there. He was a solid coach, but anyways, um, it's Bird took that, over a good team too, though. Were they Reggie Miller, Bird? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's they true. Reggie too. Miller and those that's guys, true. man. It's not like he had he he wasn't there for fifteen years and built a winner. You know what I'm no. saying? And that's true. And I think it, it still goes back to the point of the people who had a chance to watch from the bench and listen to what the coach said instead of just getting over on their elite talent were the ones who learned the game, learned the coach, and they come out to become coaches and great coaches. You know, in the NFL especially, when the last time you saw Bill Belichick's name anywhere, you know, playing football, or Nick Saban when he was at Kent State. <laughs> you don't hear anything about them, and that's the Mac. But um, excellent coaches. And so that, you know, that's just the way it goes. So um, it, other games play in the NFL, the Patriots, they pick up one against the Bills, but I can't figure these Bills out for nothing, man. Or the Patriots, they look like absolute garbage last few weeks. Yeah, and then and, they, I know it's a division foe. I know you were at home, but you were at home before and couldn't win games. Now you win. Mac Jones, not not lighting the world on fire, but Mac Jones steady, keeping you know, winning the game yeah, for him. And the fact that the Bills came back, took the lead, and still lost. I mean, that, yeah. wow. I thought, sure, the Bills would win, but what does this say for well, Josh Once Allen? they took the lead, you think they got it, right? But Yeah, no. with that offense being what it is. You got to give Mac Jones credit. Oh, yeah. Now, I want to give this guy credit, man. I want him to do well. I'm a Jets fan, and I'm rooting for A. Rumors of his demise are highly overrated, right? Yeah, right? I, I'm thinking. So now, Josh Allen, what does he, where does he fall in the pantheon of quarterbacks today? I still think the talent is elite. He just makes boneheaded plays, and sometimes things just don't work out for him like every other quarterback, but I think more frequently for him sometimes. Yeah, the thing with Josh Allen is – we can say he's inconsistent. We can say he makes poor throws, poor decisions. But then if he gets in the playoffs, man, he can light you up for 49 points. And that's true, too. And he's done that. So well, I mean, he, he can be way up here. Sometimes he can be down here. I think uh, I'll stick with just my – need some consistency out of him. I'll stick with my Brett Favre comparison, the old gunslinger. You know, he had <laughs> so much talent in his arm and so much talent just, you know, being able to – not necessarily read defenses. He just forced the ball when it should have gone because his arm was that strong. You know, that window, he just needed that window. He got it there. Yeah, so I think Josh Allen's a lot like that, but he could also run. He does that effectively. But they didn't work yesterday, losing to the Patriots, and that was a surprise. And a, a game that wasn't too surprising, well, kind of, sort of, because, well, not really. Cleveland played Indy. I mean, Deshaun Watson out of the game in the first quarter. Before he got an issue, man. Huh? Your, your boy, Minshew. Oh, Minshew, you know what? Minshew played well. I he mean, did. That's yeah, what I'm Jackson, saying. ran the ball kind of effectively. Averaged <clears> four <throat> yards of carry. His first real carry, you know, first real You talk about the Browns having a, a really good defense. Yeah, right through Not it. yesterday. Nah, not yesterday, man. They was going through them like the old A. So, so, um, but that, that uh, field goal blocked by Miles Garrett was wild. Did you see it? No, I didn't see that one. Oh, he hopped over the line and he – he just blocked it. See, like he didn't run into him and get his hand up. He jumped over the lineman, and then went and got his hands up and blocked it. Those are the athletes. <laughs> That's it. He yeah, should be an NBA was... tip ball. Yeah, man. But I'm so I was not necessarily surprised, but kind of surprised only because it was a road game. And as I said before earlier this season, I would rather have Gardner Minshew in here right now than Anthony Richardson anyway. Anthony Richardson should have been sitting down learning, but we know quarterbacks don't do that that much these days. 
But Gardner Minshew is like the consummate professional when it comes down to being a backup quarterback. He embraces the role, and he also embraces the opportunity. And when he got his opportunity, he played what he, he did. What he did. It gets a, a pick. It's hard to say, and it's hard to come off the tongue. A good Cleveland Browns team. <laughs> he played against that, and they still lost. But with some of this Deshaun Watson deal, he was one for five before he left the game. Not looking good at all this whole season. I don't know what's going on with him. He had the one good game, and then, then he set out the next weekend. And then he came back, and he left early. I don't know what's going on with that guy. Whew. I don't know if there was a lot of money spent on him. I know there's some yeah, upset I don't know people. if he had a, had a massage scheduled at 2 o'clock or what. Well, this was not a happy ending <laughs> for him. <laughs> he went out with another another shoulder injury, man. He won't be back for a while. But, um, man, I mean, but Cleveland was still able to pull it off and get the win. But again, we got to talk. We got to talk about Denver and Green Bay, though. Oh, Denver, throw it out there, Denver and Green Bay. I missed it. I know that Jordan Love didn't have a great game, and well, Green Bay lost. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. He was trying to lead a, a late scoring drive, and he threw it up. I don't know if he, I'm not gonna say he threw it up for grabs, but he obviously didn't see the safety waiting for it because the safety uh, undercut it, sealed the victory. So that was good to see, you know, as a Bears fan, uh, all, that, all that Jordan Love, Jordan Love propaganda. You don't hear it no more. It's been a few weeks now. Yeah, and Jordan Love, man, he's been floating it out there in the past, man. I thought that he'd get caught with that more often than he's been caught. But I didn't see it yesterday. But if you say he was got caught undercut with the ball, he's done that a few times. I guess it caught up to him again on this loss here. And, you know, and Green Bay, come on now. I know the fans up there pissed off. They thought they're, they're going to get the trifecta with the great Hall of Fame quarterback. I didn't see this from the very beginning. With it Jordan. was fool's gold the first couple of weeks. Fool's Man, gold. That first game, we saw what that first game was. It was just plays that just happened. You got to win, but the plays just happened. If you looked at the numbers at the end, you'd be like, damn, you had a good game. But if you watched the game, it wasn't as good as you thought as the numbers would have indicated. You know, and I still look at this as his mulligan year, his rookie year, really. But, you know, even though he's been in a lot of practices and he's been in some film rooms or enough film rooms, even with Aaron Rodgers, he's getting his first opportunity to take control of the team and put his stamp on the team now. That stamp looks like a food stamp right now. Next season, <laughs> we'll see exactly what he's all about. But I think this is a throwaway year for Green Bay. The fans don't want to admit it. They will never accept that because of what's been happening over the past several decades. With Aaron Rodgers and I, mean, I, I know the Bears lost to the Broncos, but it's the Bears. They're they're terrible. <laughs> the Packers lost to the to the Broncos. Yo, and how about the the Jags? The Jags continue to win. Trevor Lawrence continues not to have a breakout game. He did have one breakout game, I guess, numbers wise, yards wise this year when he played Buffalo over three hundred yards. But I was over in in the UK when they had two weeks over there, and Buffalo had to. Get everything together in 50 hours, getting in, getting prepared, and designing game plan, and boom. And and they're still winning without him having one of those breakout games or four or five touchdown games like two has been having. Or even Kirk Cousins with 14 touchdowns and four interceptions right now. He'd be great on this team if he's putting up those numbers. Yeah, who would they have next week? Uh, the Jags. Ah, oh, man, I can't remember who the Jags have. Let me check and see. I know I was just – I was literally it's just like checking. They, they're just – Cruising along, you know, they win. And just win it. Yeah. But nothing special. We'll, but the, we'll big, what happens. the big thing about the Jags is their biggest nemesis may be uh, the Houston Texans. And the Texans already have beaten them here in Jacksonville, going out there to Houston to play them again. Shoot. And the way C.J. Stroud has been playing, they both had a bye week at the same time. 
Um, let me see. Did it, matter of fact, no, they have a bye week at the same time because the Jets had a bye week with them. That's what I meant to say. But let me see who the Jet, the Jags are, are going to be playing this this week. Because it was an early game, the Thursday game, we saw that. Because you have you have to think at some point Lawrence is going to have a breakout game. That's what I'm thinking. I've been thinking each game is going to be that game. You look at what the defense has to offer. Well, they're going to Pittsburgh. Wow, they're going to Pittsburgh next Sunday, and they'll be playing and seeing uh, if he can do it. But you know what? Is Pittsburgh really that formidable? Because you still have Kenny Pickett, and I until well, I'm still waiting for him to have somewhat of a game. Just throw two touchdowns in consecutive games. I'll be all right. But, um, yeah, Lawrence against that Pittsburgh team, uh, we look at the Pittsburgh name, the team, or actually Lawrence being able to do it against a team that may or may not be good. I don't know. Because the best team right. in that division, obviously, is Baltimore. Yeah, you would think he, they can come out with a W uh, based off of him going up against Pickett. But Steelers at home, you know, yep. it's not always an easy task going into three, uh, three rivers. The three rivers right. well, used to be Hinesfield. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and now, I mean, Halloween coming up, the weather changing. Wait, come on now. It's even changing out here in Jacksonville, but it's nothing like Pittsburgh. Come on, it's not like that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I've been waiting for him to really put it together, man. But you know what? In, in lieu of him putting everything together for himself and highlighting himself, everybody else around him is making plays. You know what I mean? Defensively, they're doing well. You know, the other Josh Allen is doing well. Trayvon Walker. The first round pick just two years, two seasons ago, finally doing you know what he's doing something. He's you know steady. <laughs> he's not getting the sacks like that. He'd get out. well, actually, I didn't think he was going to get sacks like that anyway. But anyway, the other Josh Allen's getting. We call him the other one. He's getting the uh, the, the sacks, and offensively, you know, Travis Etienne has shown that he's a well-rounded player, which we kind of felt anyway coming out of Clemson. And Calvin Ridley, even though he kind of was on a milk carton this week, he's out of it next week, I'm sure, up in Pittsburgh. It's just Trevor Lawrence really putting it all together and finally getting that 300-yard game, maybe four touchdowns. Do it, Mahomes. What's up with your boy Bijan? B- yo, uh, I don't know. I, I thought he was injured. Cause, cause I don't well, think he even played. He, he told Coach he didn't feel well. Yeah, something like that, man. I know I, he didn't play at all. And I'm looking at him. You know what? Believe it or not, he, had, he hasn't gotten a rushing touchdown this year. He's caught touchdowns out of the backfield. He has like two touchdowns out of the backfield receiving. But I don't think he's got a touchdown rushing this year. You know, yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to feed him the rock like that. Usually, I see him like twelve carries for forty-five yards or something. Yeah, and he was getting six yards and five yards and seven yards at one point, and then it just slowed down. They're looking at something in practice where things aren't working out well. He is the highest-paid running back right now for this season. Even though I met, I heard another NFL player said Christian McCaffrey makes more than all the running backs yet in his total contract, but for this specific year. It's B. John Robinson making the most for this year playing running back. But um boy Saquon got a touchdown. Saquon, I think. You know, and Saquon Barkley, even his numbers were pedestrian, but you have to look at the way he had gotten them. But the Giants It was the commanders, right? Yeah, against the commanders. Yeah, the Bears beat them. So and the commanders are not happy at all. I mean, the whole team is just not happy. How could they be happy? Is Ron Rivera going to be out the door soon, man? I mean, the team's having, like, some type of mutiny implosion. But the Giants were able to pull it off yesterday without Daniel Jones. I mean, they could have probably done the same thing with Daniel Jones because I think he's as average as they get. He just has a bigger check. But yeah. so he's yeah. not living up to that contract. Nope. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think he ever will. 
and not because he's a Duke quarterback like some people make make it seem as he's from Duke. He shouldn't do it, man. He's not doing it because he's just not panning out to be the elite quarterback the Giants seem to think he is as a professional. So, hey, you know, there's a lot more NFL we're going to get a chance to talk about. The week is long. So um, it, with that closed, at least for now, there's still baseball going on. And um, come on, man. Baseball is going to allow Brian Abreu to serve his two-game suspension next season. Not right now when the games matter. What do you think about that nonsense? I agree with that. Um, but he hit players aiming for them. But it's baseball, man. You, when you take when you take twelve minutes to go around the bases, you gotta expect. <laughs> you know, maybe it was a little high. Maybe you should hit him on on one of the cheeks, the left or the right, or you know, I don't want to say the back because that would hurt, man. Oh but, no, that, I've seen those back shots, man. man. <laughs> but you know, um, unfortunately, you're gonna you're gonna rub people the wrong way when you stand there and watch it for 45 seconds and then you know you start demonstrating to your teammates and doing all that extra stuff pitchers uh they're not gonna like it so Bryce Harper down people man at some point you gotta expect the same thing with Bryce if he gets plunked hey you like I say you ask for it but you have to expect a reaction and that's true man but I mean right now I mean this he he made that decision. He got his get back though last night. He got the grand slam. Like he, hey, he hit me here, I hit this. It, it, exactly. That should be the payback, and that's probably more of a reason why they should have said, "You know what? You did it in a playoff game, man. Face the music now. Face me." And by the way, your phenomena is still running. I mean, I guess <clears> it's their <throat> phenomena, but you brought it up at least on here about the Houston Astros not playing well they at, can't home, win at home. home. Now they're back <laughs> at home and they can't win again. I mean, what the hell? They had no chance last night, it seems, right? Yeah, it was the worst got, phenomenon I've seen in a long time. They got break that streak if they want to go to the World Series, obviously. But um, the Rangers, it's weird because the Rangers didn't defend their home field either. No, but at least they have something to stand yeah. on. They can win on the road. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to say that they have momentum, but the series is tied and Scherzer's on the mound. Last time he pitched, it didn't go well. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Like, but it's all it's all hands on deck. He gives up a couple early. The hook, the hook's coming. And right now, the Diamondbacks are up on the Phillies in the eighth inning. The end of the eighth, five to one. Good. So, the Diamondbacks is fighting, man. I like that, man. Another game seven, nice. Yeah, I can dig that, man. A game seven, even though people say or some people say the best game seven you will ever see is in the NHL, which may have some validity to it. But baseball game sevens, even if it's not a there, there's series. no validity to it, just because I won't watch it, so I can't see. It. Bro, if the Rays are in a game seven, bro. I'm there. If I can, if I can be there, I'll be there. A game seven in the NHL and hockey, especially when the wins are coming so so, so infrequently for <laughs> the Stanley Cup. Come on, yeah, but yeah, man. I'll tell you what. I was looking for these Diamondbacks to fight back, man. I, I want them to win as a sweetheart. I really don't care who wins on that side. You know what I mean? The Phillies get there, I'm digging it. If the Diamondbacks get there, I'm digging it. But if I had my choice, it would be the Diamondbacks because I like the story. I still remember that sweet-ass swing Luis Gonzalez had, and he beat Mano and Mano, Mariano Rivera, and I never forgot it. So I owe them that kind of respect. So I'm the Diamondbacks. If they can get out of it, I can dig it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see game seven. I'd prefer the D-backs to the Phillies. But if the Phillies win, whatever, I, I, it, 
It's not gonna bother me. Yeah, but we can get some more. I don't like want the Astros to. I don't want the Astros to go to World Series. Let's go. Oh, no, 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 no. The Astros. We both agree on that one. And and in fact, when I took the Texas, when Texas Rangers, it wasn't because I didn't like the Astros. I thought Texas would win, but the way things are turning out, well, it looks like they still may win if everything continues to play out the way that it has been played with the Astros not being able to defend at home. And hey, we'll get a chance to see that as well. And that'll be coming later tonight. But as it stands, the Diamondbacks are up five to one right now. That Scherzer thing is bugging me out. I mean, seriously, I'm not, I'm not so confident in that tonight. Him on the mound. Never oh, know. God, Maybe he has one more good outing in him. We'll see. Man, ah, oh, man. You know, I remember when I, I used to think that way about Madison Bumgarner years ago after he had the second <laughs> It just got I worse. Mean, Look at look at Steph Curry. He wasn't having the greatest series last year against Sacramento, but Game Seven he dropped fifty. Yes, well, you know Steph Curry's a, a freak of nature, man. Those guys are too in terms of being a pitcher. But Steph, you already know this guy changed the game with the way he shoots the three and strokes the three. He gets it to a rhythm, man. It's just over. All you can just see is the bottom of the net, and that's from either half court or even further on the court. <laughs> so you know that's just becomes an impossibility to deal with him. But right now, it seems like we're coming to a skid on this show. Is there any last words you want to throw out there? Because the last words will be the first words for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just if you love baseball, tune in for, to Game 7. Enjoy the nine innings. Hopefully it doesn't go too late if you're on the East Coast. Um, just in, or There's Monday Night Football, too. Get the yeah. split screen like I got. Yeah, the Vikings take it on the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey is playing. Debo Samuel not playing. Let's see what happens uh, if Josh Purdy is actually having issues for real because he had a terrible game last week. But everybody was hurt other than George Kittle. So we'll get a chance to see. But um, we'll look forward to that Monday night game. And tomorrow we'll have what happens on today's baseball tomorrow and even talk about a couple of those NFL games you might have missed and maybe what else might have popped Should we up. make predictions? Predictions on what? Um, game seven. Oh, tonight? Um, oh, I'm gonna go with the I'm going with the Rangers. I want to go with the Rangers, man, but I just don't trust Scherzer. I don't either. So I'll let him get shelled <laughs> in the first inning. Get him out of there. If Come back. Two guys on base, he's out of there. <laughs> two guys get thrown. I mean, may, maybe the Rangers jump ahead early. Get get four in the first. Yeah, that's what they need to do. And but you know what? The Astros have that firepower too. You know, they'll get four in a second. Go five for that matter. Dude, I'm going with the Rangers, too. Let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not even the Astros hate, but, yes, we'll take it this time around. It kind of is for me. What, the Astros hate? Yeah. I mean, or they Astros. may not be cheating anymore, but we know they it's did. It's happened. And, you know, anytime Yeah, but it's still a lot of the same players. Yeah, and they'll talk about other teams. Well, he cheated, too. Yeah, I hear this enough when it gets kindergartners. Yeah, he did it, too. So, yeah, yeah I, I know baseball Baseball people are like, there's nothing wrong with what Jim Harbaugh did. I mean, we still signs all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, would have, I had my son play for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, with that in the box. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't trying. Well, no, I don't the SEC's that. motto? <laughs> I'm third. I'll try to beat bias. The sports back, bros, <laughs> sports back bros podcast. Now closing the door. Peace. Peace.